0: To say that we are bombarded with content and images and videos every single day through social media, email, the screens that we watch, advertisements that are out in the world uh, is an understatement. We are delivered messaging around things that companies or people want to sell constantly. It is part of our society when there is such a large volume of people trying to get eyes and get attention, how do you stand out as a small community service organization, as a public service agency, as a nonprofit organization, or as an independent uh, service or impact leader who is trying to connect with individuals or groups in your community? It's not an easy task. And it's 100% possible. You don't need a huge marketing budget. You don't need a lot of know-how. And you don't even need to have really great artistic skill sets to be able to connect with the people that you want to serve, who you want to receive your message, to look professional, to do so in a way that very much communicates the message and the ethos of your organization, and that converts what you're creating into people actually walking through your agency's door. Today, I'm going to share with you five strategies to increase your agency's reach and have your programs taken more seriously. We're going to go through each of these five strategies in depth, and we're going to look at how you with a limited budget, limited resources, limited staff can actually play with the big dogs out there. Welcome to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I'm your host, Jacob Moore. I'm a speaker, coach, childhood suicide loss survivor, and filmmaker who left Hollywood to follow my heart of service. I've helped tens of thousands of people find the balance in their life between passion and profits. On the show, I'm going to teach you how to build a trauma-responsive, resilient, and impactful community and organization all without burning out. Let's get started. Before we dig into that, I want you to give some thought to the challenges that you might be facing. We're going to break this down into four buckets. First is budget. Second is staffing. Third is know-how and fourth is reach. So looking at that first area, budget, do you have a marketing budget? I'm going to guess as a service organization, you probably don't have a huge marketing budget. You likely don't have a separate marketing department that is working on behalf of your specific Department uh, who is out there selling your programs. Well, you know, such is the case for many of us out there. That does not mean that you cannot compete with the rest of you know the the channels out there that are seeking the attention of those you want to serve. Uh, but give some thought to what your budget might be. However small it is, that's fine. You can work with that and grow based on need. Um, but as we're going through this, just have in mind what your budget is. How much money do you have to allocate to marketing and outreach? Now think about staff. Who is it on your team that is in charge of marketing or communications? If there is no one specifically you know, named at this point, give some thought to who might be your most creative person. Uh, Who has a way with people, some charisma, Uh, when someone's writing an email or creating programming or doing presentations, who's that person that really has a spark that can really connect with the people that you want to serve? Do they have a way with words or some artistic ability? Those are the people that you want to tap into to help you with marketing. So give some thought to, uh, to those people as well. Now let's talk about know-how. Not understanding how to do marketing, not understanding how to write great copy or create great content can be a barrier, uh, but you can learn and it doesn't take as much time as you think and it's not as much work as you think. Uh, It's something that you can absolutely 100% learn to do or those on your team can learn to do. Now let's think about reach how many people do you have on your email list? How many people follow you on social media? How many people are in your Rolodex? Think about how many people are connected to you, to your organization, to the programs and um, just, you know, understand what that number is. uh, So you can really sort of conceptualize the group that you're talking to and how many people are included in that group. Um, So, some general approaches before we dig into these five strategies. I want you to start to think like a marketing firm. When an agency, a marketing agency, approaches a project, uh, they come to it first from the psychological perspective. How do I get people interested and excited about this product? Well, good news many of you who are listening to this show are already in the behavioral health field. And if you aren't directly, I'm going to guess there's people on your team or at your organization that uh, are working uh, in the field of psychology who are analyzing behavior. And uh, so you have resources at your disposal likely that can help you start to think like the people that you want to serve to get into the heads of the people that you want to serve—that's all marketing firms do—is they they think what about what motivates the individuals that they want to who, who they want to purchase their products. It's the same exact thing. So start with you know what are these people's pain points? What are the things that are disrupting their lives? Speak to those. Speak to the opportunity there and you're already thinking like a marketing firm, also, you can utilize your size and your status in the community to your advantage. There is a a strategic approach to being small. Um, You don't have to be a big marketing uh, agency or a large organization to be able to have an impact. In fact, the size of your organization likely dictates the number of people that you're serving. So a smaller organization is going to serve a smaller number of people. And I I know that many of you are overtaxed and probably serving more people than you have capacity for, and thank you, God bless you for that. But uh, thinking about the size of your organization, um, if you're a small organization, great, because um, your geographic area might be limited or you know, the scope of your work might be limited to you know, a specific um, challenge that someone's having. So you, you actually don't need to speak to everyone. You need to speak to a very specific population and the size of your organization um, should reflect that uh, or your, your marketing strategy should reflect how you are connecting with those individuals. And thirdly, you don't have to do it alone just because you are one department in one organization uh, does not mean that you have to only work with that organization. You can team up with other organizations. You are you know likely you know belonging to an association or a coalition or another group, um, they have, resources. They have perhaps marketing dollars. They have staff who can help you to uh, create a marketing strategy around your shared programs. So um, just because you're one organization doesn't mean you have to do it alone. And guess what? Uh, Our partners uh, at Five Bridges, um, we help them with marketing. Uh, We provide a ton of templates and um, social media um, collateral and, um, strategies, we build, you know, custom made, um, assets for them as well, including helping them strategize how to connect with their community. So it's, there are resources out there. You just have to look for them and, um, not get bogged down in this thinking that like we don't have resources. So those are some general approaches. Now um, let's dig into the specific strategy. Um, so we're going to talk about these five different areas. Um, the first is branding. The second is content. Third is programs. Fourth is outreach. And fifth are alliances. Uh, so let's talk about this first one, branding. The brand identity. Brand identity. That is the totality of uh, the, the visual and... Um, and, and design and um, even, you know, auditory um, assets that represent your organization. This is the face of your agency. When someone is thinking about your agency, your brand identity will come to mind. This can include things like your logo, your uh, color palette, your type font, your uh, slogan things like this are highly identifiable think about coca-cola mcdonald's nike they all have brand identities and i'm going to guess that as i said each of those names you saw their logo and the name of their organization pop up in your mind they're very familiar to you because they're everywhere you want to be in the minds of those who you're trying to serve. You want your logo, your name, your brand to be as recognizable. So when you're thinking about your brand strategy, here's some questions. Who are you trying to reach? Where do they spend their time? How do you speak their language? And I'm not talking English, Spanish, French, and that certainly matters, but are you dealing with, an aging population who speaks a different language than people who are under 18? Are you working with a technical group um, or a group that maybe has you know, a high school level education? Can you translate what you are trying to promote into their language? That's a very important distinction. This is not about your language. It's not about how your organization speaks. It's not about you sounding credible or smart, it is about speaking to them in their language. What do you want? What do you want out of this relationship? What action do you want them to take? How do you want this, you know, this interaction to work? Focus on what they want as well. What are they looking for out of this relationship? What do they need out of this relationship? What are their pain points that they want to fix, that they want to change? What are the challenges that they want to overcome? When you tap into what they want and you really focus on what they want, uh, this is gonna inform a lot of the copy that you write, a lot of the approaches that you take. Uh, and and of course, you know, understanding you know, what you want and, and your goals as an organization are important as well. I think a lot of times when we're coming up with a, a strategy um, for outreach, we, we think about our needs first. What are our goals? What do we want to accomplish? You have to start with, with them. And your brand strategy should help fulfill both their wants and your key business goals. If it doesn't do both, then it is not a sound strategy. Okay, let's talk about your brand kit. So what is in your brand kit really should be solidified and should be consistent across your organization. Now, a lot of organizations have a brand kit or a brand identity already created, and um, you, you can't really control that. And if they you know, have a logo that's not really great, well, that, that kind of um, you know, puts you on your back foot. But do you have a brand kit or a brand identity for your department? for your programs, for your team, you can still, within the guidelines of your organization, have your own brand kit. What should be included in a brand kit? Your fonts, your logos, your colors, your images, and your words. Fonts, logos, colors, images, and words. These make up the totality of the visual image of your brand. Decide on these solidify these and always adhere to them until it's time to evolve. When you are putting out any piece of content, when you are creating, when you are uh, putting up a blog post, sending out an email, putting something on social media, creating a piece of program content, uh, a flyer for that, it should look like it is related to all of the other content that you're putting out there. There should not be different fonts for different programs. There should not be different colors for different programs. They need to be consistent and cohesive. Now, your palette can be you know fairly wide ranging. At Five Bridges, I think we have six um, you know colors on our palette. Um, we have our main brand color, uh, which happens to be <laughs> the color of this shirt, and then we have um, a secondary color. Um, that we use in certain instances. And then we have several tertiary colors as well that we use for accents and that, you know, draw attention to specific things. Uh, your, your brand kit um, should have a palette that is defined. Find the color codes, the CMYK or the hex codes, H-E-X codes for the colors that you use and use them consistently every time. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. Nothing looks less professional than having a a branding, fonts, logos, colors that are all over the board. If you wanna look legitimate, spend time putting your brand kit together. Have I uh, stressed this enough? Okay, (laughs) let's move on. All right, let's talk about your content strategy. Your content strategy should reflect, your brand should, be part of that brand kit so when you're thinking about content uh, always fall back to the brand kit Um, one of the tools that uh, i'm going to talk about is canva Uh, it's a fantastic tool Um, it's come around uh, in the last few years it's very user friendly there's a ton of templates you can actually create your brand kit right in canva if you take the time to set it up and um, then all of the content that you create on canva can adhere to the brand kit. And you can um, do that time and time again, rinse and repeat. So make sure that all the content that you create reflects your brand. If someone is looking at one of your social media profiles and they're just looking at all the images, they should be related. Now I'm not saying that they all need to be the same color or they all need to like look like twins. No, but they want to be, you want, you want to make sure that they're in the same family. They should look like they're, you know, somewhat cohesive. Like you're telling a story on Instagram, for instance, the top nine posts that you see, that's what most people, if they're looking at a profile, that's what they're glancing at those top nine posts. If those top posts um, do not look like they're somehow related, then you might want to rethink, rethink that content strategy and make sure that it's aligning with your brand. So, the number one strategy when it comes to content, other than being on brand, is to ask what are you giving? What are you giving? Not what do I want to get out of this, what do I want to sell, what program do I want to promote, what event do I want people to show up to, but what are you giving? Why do people care about what you're putting out there? Are you just trying to promote something? or?" Are you trying to add value? Are you trying to educate? Are you trying to help solve challenges for people? Start with the give at five bridges. Give is our fifth bridge. When it comes to marketing, that should be number one. Give, give, give great content, great information, great advice, great resources, and people will come back for more. High quality equals high value. The more you invest in high quality content, the more you invest in making that content look great, the higher value it is. And if you are giving it at no cost, that creates reciprocity. Someone comes across some of your content, they see that you've invested in it, that you are giving them something of value, and that just intrinsically ingratiates them to you. It makes them more interested in you and what you have to say because you've already done the heavy lifting. Think about when you have a social interaction, you're maybe in a new place at a party, and um, perhaps there's some people there that you don't know. If someone takes the time to come to you to say hello first, to introduce themselves, how much easier is it for you to warm up to them, to say hello, to share a little bit, It's the same with your content. If you are the one to put your foot out there and to give them something good, something of value, they're much more likely to open up, to be interested in what you are creating. Think about who on your team can create it or who within your community can create content. There is nothing more valuable than community-generated content the people within your community, the people that you serve, former clients, people who really truly believe in what you're doing, they are your best ambassadors. And if you can empower them to help you create content by sharing a testimonial, by writing a review, by doing a guest blog, any of these things help lend credibility to you, to your organization, to your programs and use tools. I already mentioned Canva. Uh, Canva is a fantastic tool, and I I really cannot um, overemphasize the value of Canva. You can create anything from a logo to a brand kit, to flyers, to presentations. Everything can be created right in Canva. You can even record your video on a presentation in Canva and be able to download that, put that on your site or on social media, and that's instant content right there. Um, check out Canva. There are free versions of it or very low cost versions. You can collaborate on it um, and invite your team members to it. So um, you can set it up so that they have to use your brand kit and you have to approve you know, different designs before they go live. Uh, you can even create video there. Um, if you wanna get into the world of Instagram reels and TikTok, There's tons of templates that all you have to do is swap out your photos, swap out your text, and it's there, it's done. And the cool thing is, is once you have a design, you can export it as different sizes so that you can um, then have it uh, play double duty and use it in different mediums as well. Um, So Canva is one great tool. Um, I really love a tool called Later. Uh, Later.com is a a social media scheduling tool so you can upload that great media that you've created on Canva, uh, the caption, hashtags, and schedule it uh, so that it goes out when your people are going to be on social media. Likewise, with email scheduling, uh, there's great tools like MailChimp. Um, We personally use ActiveCampaign. I think it's a fantastic tool. It's very robust, it has automation, so you can build out sequences of emails that you wanna send, whether that's for onboarding or for engagement, Uh, it's all right there, really fantastic. Um, And then um, another great tool is um, something like like Linktree or later has Link in Bio, which effectively is one URL that uh, allows you to have multiple links. So generally on a social media profile, there's one link in your bio. And that link, if you're just sending people to your website, is not really doing a lot of heavy lifting. But if you're using a tool like Linktree or Link in Bio, that one URL can pop up a menu of all the services that you want to provide or workshops that you wanna promote or, you know, services that you, you know, want to send people to. So um, those are some tools to check out. Um, By the way, we'll leave links to all of these in the show notes here. And um, there's going to be a download resource for um, this episode as well. So if you didn't catch all that, you're driving and you're running and uh, you didn't have a chance to write that down, have no fear. We'll provide that for you as well. The last strategy when it comes to content is content multiplier. Oh, this is like one of my favorite things. Um, Peng Jun is a uh, social media guru out there and he coined this term content multiplier. And when I learned it, it was just like, oh my gosh, my world was just opened up. So the content multiplier is this. You effectively start with one idea or one question and you can extrapolate that into multiple forms of content. Let me give you an example. When you have an idea like, uh, what is the value of peer support with building resilience? That's an idea. What's the value or a question? What's the value of peer support when building resilience? That one question can be turned into a simple social media post. Perhaps you pose that question to your community. What's the value of peer support building resilience put that out there on social media with a simple graphic or maybe just a little survey the responses that you get from that folks that's content when people share what their thoughts are you' you have just crowdsourced content if you can get two three five ten people to respond that is super valuable because those responses plus maybe a little research can be turned into a blog post can be turned into a longer form piece of social media something that maybe goes on LinkedIn or on Facebook where you're going to write more that uh, that you're putting together uh, for a blog post um can then also be shared on social media you can share the link to your blog on Facebook and LinkedIn etc You can also take that copy and put it into an email perhaps you have a peer support program that you want to promote take that content slap it into an email send it out with a link to that uh to that workshop or to that program that you want to promote and there you go done what if then you use that for a script for a video or for a webinar or for a presentation you see how one simple question or one simple idea can be multiplied into several forms of content. And folks, you can drip this content out over time. When you, uh, in, in reverse, like have, you know, this great blog post that's created, take little bits of that, create more content from that, create another social media image, pose another question, let your blogs let your social media content do the heavy lifting and just because you share it once doesn't mean you can't share it again the number of people who likely saw the first presentation or who remember the first presentation of whatever content you're putting out there is probably pretty small recycle it again in a couple of months or next year when you multiply content and you let it work over and over again you you see the value in in just one piece that now can be used across the board. And the branding aspect of that is, you know, the single image that you're creating for social media, then, you know, gets popped into that blog post or gets popped into that email or gets printed on a flyer. So you really don't have to do a ton of work for social media if you're getting five pieces of content out of one idea and you take a couple of hours one day a week and do that, you've got enough content for weeks, for maybe a month there. So content multiplication is really, really powerful. All right, let's move on for the sake of time. Um, So let's talk now about our third strategy here, uh, which are programs. So you likely have programs that you're disseminating and um, that's Uh, really, really fantastic. But are you utilizing them in a way that um, is, you know, how do I say this? Are you utilizing them in a way that is also creating content? So when you leverage existing uh, partnered and new programming, uh, it keeps your clients engaged. Don't be afraid to share content from your programs. You will not give away the farm. The people who are you know, looking for freebies or don't wanna sign up, they're certainly out there, but you gotta show people what they're gonna get if you want them to invest in it. And that can be money, time, um, or otherwise. Show them why your program has value. Use that as content. That will get people to walk through the door. Do not be afraid of sharing program content also think about ways that you can upgrade existing programming how can you make it more socially relevant more trauma-informed more you know inclusive when you refresh current programming to uh, bring it you know to more more current terms that can renew uh, you know or refresh an interest in it can you leverage partner programs Uh, are there programs out there that you don't have to create that you can use that you can bring in to, you know, infuse new lifeblood into uh, your program strategy. And when you're creating new programs, and that doesn't have to be a, you know, a formal program, it can be a simple workshop or, you know, webinar or something like that. um, Think about your content, your best performing content, the things that people really engage in, convert that into a workshop, convert that into an opportunity for people to learn more about the topics that they're already engaging with. Test your ideas with actual clients, see if they like them. And uh, if so, then you know that's your signal to do more with it. And then you can also invite your clients to create. We talked about this idea of you know, crowdsourcing information. When you're in sessions, um, people, see things and have perspectives that maybe you didn't think about, capitalize on those ideas, those perspectives, those thoughts, um, the stories that people tell, obviously with, you know, non-identifiable information, but you still um, can use those, um, those thoughts and ideas to help bolster your programs. And, uh, you know, evidence-based work is, um, of, of course, what we want to strive for, and that's necessary, um, but it's not enough. You have to have the lived experience uh, in there as well. You have to have um, the emotive, you have to have the motivational, you know, and the behavior changes if you really want people to engage in your programming. So, um, think about those program strategies as related to being able to increase your reach and um, create more engagement as well. All right, so fourth outreach, the biggest lesson. Uh, when it comes to outreach is you have to connect in ways that are mutually beneficial for both you and your target audience. If you are exclusively thinking, and I said this before, if you're exclusively thinking about what you want to get out of something, what you need to get out of a relationship, your agency's goals, or hitting your numbers, they don't care about that. They're not interested in helping you you know hit hit your quarterly goals uh, or your financial goals, um, they're in it for them. So you've got to connect in ways that are mutually beneficial. So here's a simple and effective outreach strategy. This is something that you can be used in any email for uh, a new partnership in any social media outreach. When you want to connect with an influencer, um, any, you know, potential partnership you want to look at, um, or, you know, can be used as a framework for social media as well. Uh, And it's a very simple and effective script. It's simply, you're awesome, we're awesome, let's be awesome together. You're awesome, we're awesome, let's be awesome together. What do I mean by this? When you are, are doing outreach, when you want to connect with someone and maybe you know bring them into your organization or um, you know have them be a, a speaker or um, someone who is a uh, an ambassador for your program. You need to start by sharing how great they are, the fact that you know how great they are. Specifically, speak to why they're awesome. Hey, I really enjoyed that post that you put up. About, uh, about peer support and how that can increase resilience. Your insights were really fantastic and I, I appreciated how vulnerable you were with sharing your story. It was a, a really impactful post. Thank you for that. By the way, did you know that we have a peer support program here? Uh, no stigmas ally program is, uh, something that was built, uh, for, and by the people that we serve. And we're always looking for really great people like you, uh, to share their story and to, um, you know, bring their knowledge and expertise to the cause. Would you be interested in talking about how we might be able to collaborate? So you're awesome. We're awesome. And let's be awesome together. Do you see how that simple formula uh, ingratiates them to you, uh, and also, you know, shares, you know, in a reasonably, you know, succinct way um, what you want to get out of this conversation? So you're not wasting people's time, um, but you're not going in, you know, straight in with an ask. Um, so very simple outreach strategy. All right, fifth and finally, alliances, your strength and value increases through strong partnerships. Many community organizations are already uh, using alliances or um, coalitions, collaborations uh, to increase their reach. Um, But I want you to think about this in um, maybe a little bit of a different way. A lot of organizations are coming together because of perhaps their weaknesses um, or their lack of reach or resources instead of um, coming at it from that perspective, can we look at it as um, what are the shared strengths or what are the individual strengths of the members? When we think about how what we're bringing to the table rather than what we don't have, uh, I, I just I see a lot of coalition meetings and organizations uh, who get so caught up in the what's wrong how many people are hurting, how many people are sick, how many people are dying, how many people don't have needs, how much of a budget we don't have, how overworked our workers are, how we have a staffing shortage, how all of these things. Those are real, real concerns that need to be addressed. But when you are meeting as a as a coalition, when you're looking at collaboration, uh, at least for part of the time, when you're looking at, growth and increasing your reach you need to put all of that in a corner and whoever's leading the meeting um, should be very strict about we're not talking about any of the negatives we're not talking about any of the have um, the don't haves right now during this time we're talking about what we have what do we have going for us what do we have to our advantage what do we each have individually that we can bring to the table to support the whole when you look at these collaborations strategically from a, we're trying to build something together in a way that, you know, none of us individually have everything we need, but collectively we do. Uh, Don't forget about corporate partnerships, reaching out uh, for those corporate alliances in your community as well. Ambassadors, um, so people from your community, um, again, those who have been through your program, um, who have had you know success stories, employees, um, people on your team, former employees, um, can be great ambassadors for your programs. Influencers. An influencer on uh, social media or in your community does not have to have a million followers. They don't even have to have 100,000 followers. They just have to have people who care about what they say. Enough people in the community that you're trying to serve Who will listen to them? There's a reason why people gain followers, why they gain likes, why their content gets shared. Rather than getting negative about people who maybe aren't experts um, sharing content or information, look at what they're doing well. Look at what they're doing right. Look at why people are interested in them and look for strategic alliances With people who are influencers in your community or with the population that you want to serve, and see if maybe perhaps you can work with them. And then, of course, interns and volunteers uh, are great opportunities to um, both, you know, outreach and do outreach in your community and to um, create content as well. So, uh, here is your action list for today. And again, I will provide a resource that has this action list. It will be in the show notes as well. Uh, But uh, we'll just go over it um, quickly here. So your action items, uh, your takeaways from this uh, presentation, and uh, and from these five strategies are these. Uh, First, you need to identify their needs identify their wants identify uh, what it is that's going to motivate them them being the people that you want to take a particular action next build a strategy take the time to actually strategically look at what is the intersection of their needs and your goals where those two overlap the venn diagram of that is where your outreach strategy and your content strategy should live anything outside of that venn diagram don't don't waste time on it next you need to create a brand Uh, again if your organization already has a brand that's fine that's well and good but you need one for your particular um, your particular group or your particular program or your particular department um, so that you are setting yourself apart from the rest a brand awareness campaign Introduce people to your brand. Once you've created it, let them know, hey, this is who we are, this is what we look like, this is what you can expect from us. And a series of posts, doesn't have to be much, five posts, five emails, that drips out a little bit of content. Uh, be wary of putting too much into you know, a, a particular um, one post. Um, drip it out, use that content. People have short attention spans, so, <laughs> Just a little bit of content can go a long way. Um, Once you've created awareness about your organization or what you do, uh, share valuable content. Do it again and again and again. Share valuable content that actually helps people, actually meets a need, actually gives them something that they want, and they will come back for more. And then of course, um, build and improve on your impactful programs that you already have. Keep creating more, Creep, keep creating more workshops, create more opportunities. Uh, people get bored easily. So always be creating new uh, new programs. And connect to your stakeholders. Reach out to the community, that gregarious person at your organization. Put them in charge of giving that, that outreach sandwich. You're awesome, we're awesome, let's be awesome together. And rinse and repeat uh, in person on LinkedIn and email with calls, however you need to, and then, uh, build and lean into those strong alliances with your, your partner organizations. And you will be able to leverage the, the real value that you have and the skills that you have to be able to create a really fantastic outreach program. So that's it for today. Uh, I really appreciate your uh, time and attention. Of course, I'm happy to talk more about any of these strategies. Uh, this is something that's really interesting to me and I nerd on, out on a lot um, after building two organizations and having my you know own social media. Um, I've had to learn to do a lot with a little and um, it's something that I really enjoy. So i um, curious to know um, your thoughts. Please leave some comments, some questions and uh, my my DMs are always open. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I hope that you found some impactful takeaways. And if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Share a screenshot on your IG story, tag me or send me a quick message. This show is for you. So any feedback is welcomed. Hey, and make sure you're also subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you could, take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and be well.